The Make My Damn Movie Podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion advised. Here we go. Film, entertainment, screenplay, Mark Reynolds, Tom Swain. This is Make My Damn Movie. <laughs> Clearing the palate. Uh, this time around, we're going to delve into screenplay continuity, which I'm working on now. Yeah, literally. Which I think will be interesting. And uh, also, I needed to mention something interesting as well. Uh-oh. That episode number 87, uh-huh. it was by far one of the most downloaded shows we've ever done. Really? It was about dealing with people that basically look down their noses at you uh, when they uh, find out you're writing screenplays. No, that was interesting. Uh, people, uh... They do do that. They do do. do. They do do. <laughs> Now, maybe not so much in the beginning, but when they find out, soon after they find out, it's like, yeah, sure. We talked about people who just can't either believe or stand the fact there is that. that you've actually talked to producers in Hollywood about your script. The episode resonated. So. That's good. There you go. Good That's stuff. that. On another note, please stop contacting us about ping pong fucking summer. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> if you like it, fine. If you don't like it, fine. <laughs> doesn't matter to me anymore at this point. Whatever. I think we've talked about it enough for now. For now. I'm sure we'll bring it up again. Maybe. But as far as I'm concerned, you can sit there and watch it all day long and spank the monkey with your greasy grandpappy. What the hell? Have at it. <laughs> no one cares, man. I just don't want to hear about it anymore. Uh-uh. So we get a lot of stuff like that. It's like when Brenda starts up about spreadsheets. <laughs> In go the earbuds. <laughs> That's just the way it is. The noise-canceling ones that she bought you. Yes. Callback. Because then when show. I take out the earbuds. Right. I put them back in. <laughs> then I take them out. One more quick thing, uh-huh. if I may. You know how when you watch one of your favorite movies and think how great it is? Man, yes. that's a good movie. Here's a cool exercise. I kind of thought this up, and I thought it would be interesting to pass along. Try to find that particular movie script and see how it looks on paper. Compare uh, you should yeah. compare how that screenplay stacks up to what you write. I think you'll be surprised what the written words actually ended up looking like on the screen. I was doing that. Yeah. Kind of interesting. The big Lebowski comes to mind. Screenplay is pretty interesting. Because we both read that screenplay uh-huh. and we've watched the movie cool. countless times, I might add. Go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com if you want uh-huh. and check out the website. You can send us a message on the thing as I struggle to get the <laughs> fucking stupid thing. Work I'm going to take a board. sip of water because we were noticing in a couple of episodes. Probably shouldn't bring this up. Yeah. It was like a lot of, a lot of this, <laughs> which is pleasant. Dry mouth. You know? hear a bunch of. Yeah. It's really nice. What did I say? Go to the thing and. Oh, yeah, the messages. And you can go to the contact page. Whatever. Just, no. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do it. Just go to the thing. We get far too many messages anyway. And we're going to read some right now. Some of them are good. Yeah, some of them. 
Christopher, Miami, Florida. Mark is king of contradiction. (laughs) On episode 87, dealing with doubters, which we just talked about, Uh Mark claimed he didn't care what people think when they don't believe he talks to producers. Then he turned right around and said that he can't wait to shove it in their fucking faces (laughs) when his movie does get made. Just saying. Well, he doesn't care at the moment, maybe. Is that what your thing is? Maybe that's what my thing is, but I think... It's the slow burn? No, I think what this guy's talking about here Uh is my extreme mood swings. (laughs) That's just (laughs) the way it is. Sadie, Bowling Green, Kentucky. When will the Writer's Roundup segment return to make my damn movie? Like we said, 100 fucking times. (laughs) It's on a summer hiatus. Still summer. And here we sit smack dab in the middle of summer. I guarantee you because I'm swimming in ball sweat. Uh So pay attention or don't listen is all I got to say. (laughs) Dominic, Sedona, Arizona. Mark is a grump. (laughs) Between wow. screaming profanities at pedestrians crossing in front of his car uh-huh. and calling a considerate teenager a bitch simply uh-huh. because she opened a door for him is proof enough. Again, idiot. <laughs> Extreme mood swings. It's true. Okay. Carly, Atlanta, Georgia, was wondering about that story Tom told about when he was 14 years old oh, and God. saw a dead body. Did that image carry with him through the years? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you think? It did. Do you ever yeah. think about it now? 14 is <laughs> a long time ago, but... Sometimes. Wow. Like when I was talking about Stand By Me. Yeah, that would freak me out, yeah. I think. Evan, Indianapolis, Indiana. I like hearing the messages sent in by listeners of Make My Damn Movie. I listen to the podcast all the time and would love to hear my name and city. Mm. Well, I there you go. skip over it. Probably jizzing all over himself. Oh, yeah. Lucas, Newark, New Jersey. Mark's comments on the last podcast regarding my message about him being a fucking moron <laughs> for not knowing the name of the Caddyshack documentary <laughs> were unnecessary. Was it? I didn't appreciate his comments about my wife. Trust me, <laughs> she's a very satisfied woman. Well, yeah, when the fleet's in town on leave. Don't worry, messages. Don't worry, messages. We hope to hear from you. So you're going to call me a fucking idiot and not Ouch. expect anything in return? <laughs> Some kind of retort? I mean, a lot of people call me a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah. You Brenda. Know. But Well, yeah. But when it comes to Caddyshack, I think I am a fan. Yeah. And just because I didn't know the name of the damn documentary about it, well, maybe I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It's time for the movie quotes game, where I read a movie quote, and you try to tell me what movie it is from. You did really well last uh, podcast. I think you got all three. I think so. So let's see if we can continue down that road. Uh Here's your first one. My mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. Very easy. Come on. Waterboy? Okay. Bobby Boucher, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Very nice job. Okay, you got one. Ball. So you're good here. One for one. Let's move on to number two. <sighs> I found that if you have a goal, you might not reach it. But if you don't have one, then you are never disappointed. And I got to tell you, it feels phenomenal. Hmm. 
Dodgeball. Ow! Peter LeFleur. Vince Vaughn. You made me bleed my own blood. What a great movie. Yeah. I watched that this weekend. It's good. Here's your third one out of home. Class isn't something you buy. Look at you. You've got on a $500 suit and you're still a low life. A classic. Oh. I don't know. I'll give you the character's name. Okay. okay. I don't know. Jack Cates. Jack Cates. I'll give you the character that played <laughs> Jack Cates. Nick Nolte. Oh, uh, 48, 48 hours. hours. Oh, well, you got two. Wait, did you get two? No, you got one. Damn it. You did really well last week. I was hoping for you. All right, we're going to move on to the trivial of the cards. From oh, yeah. the garage. Trivial Pursuit. Old Old Trivial Pursuit. TV. Yes. Trivial Pursuit. You got to find the movie. I told you, the game is not there. I just found these cards. Everything else is in that damn basement. Here's your first one. What show is hosted by a frog? Oh, The Muppet Show. Very nice. Art Carney won an Emmy for his role in what series? In the heat of the night? The Jackie Gleason Show. You didn't know that. What the hell? What the hell was I thinking? Who played the father on the Adams Family? Married to Patty Duke. Oh, Patty Duke. John Aston. John Aston. Gomez. Who was the MC of Let's Make a Deal? Jack Lemon. Monty Hall. Monty Hall. You knew that. Uh, I know the name. Didn't you know that? Mm-mm. You didn't know Monty, but you know who Monty Hall is, right? Yes. Did you ever watch the old Let's Make a Deal? Vaguely. Bunch of idiots dressing up like a bunch of idiots. Very, very <gasps> Yes. Tough. And they always had door number one, two, or three. Right, right, right. And it was always stupid. And <laughs> Although I like the models. Of course. Because I would run into and the, after the show was over, I would run into the bathroom <laughs> and spend some time with them. All Figuratively. Right. Oh, and as a boy, I need to always say that. Yes. Part. It's now time for the Make My Damn Movie Staff Picks, where we attempt to force you to watch the movies that we like. Plus, you can go to MakeMyDamnMovie.com and see our list of staff picks. Yeah. And it might be something that tickles your fancy, whatever the fuck that means. I never understood that. I don't know what a fancy is. Tickling it? Yeah. Sounds sexual to me. Yeah. There you go. We just talked about the bathroom, and oh, so have at it. That's it. In more ways than one. What's your staff pick? Oh, mine is The Changeling from 2008, directed mm. by Clint Eastwood, Okay, starring Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. and John Malkovich, oh. who is an amazing actor. Of course. Anyway. In 1928, Los Angeles, single mother Christine Collins, played by Angelina Jolie, arrives home to find her son, Walter, gone. Five months later, her prayers are answered when Walter is found in Illinois. But to Christine's horror, the boy who steps off the train is not her son. Authorities tell her she's crazy and the boy is her son. Her only ally is a clergyman 
played by John Malkovich, who sees this case as his chance to expose corruption in the L.A. police department and government. It's very taut. That's uh, a good one. I saw this before I had kids, and I'm like, eh, it's a kid. Yeah. Eh. And then it's different. Take. After kids, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. this is horrifying. Yeah, I know. Huh, but uh, yeah, if you like uh, suspenseful crime dramas, check out Changeling. Okay, mine is Meet Monica Valore from 2010. It stars Kim Cattrall, Dustin Ingram, David Keith, and the late Brian Dennehy. Uh. An awkward teen has been obsessed with 80s porn star Monica Valore, played by Kim Cattrall, and he's been obsessed with this person for years. He finally gets a chance to see her on stage, but very quickly realizes that life has not been kind to her. <laughs> now, hats off to Kim Cattrall in this role. She was 53 years old when it was made. Zero makeup. It's a gritty oh. drama, but a fantastic movie. People forget about Kim Cattrall as Ms. Honeywell in Porky's. That's huh? right. They usually equate her to that insipid sex in the city. Yeah. But you got to watch Meet Monica Valore. It's really, really, not really. That. It's good. Do you remember Mannequin? Yeah. yeah. She was the mannequin. That's what I remember. With her. Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Terrible movie. Horrible. Okay. Today. Let me get situated here. Uh, Got to get my sack in order. Okay, there we go. <laughs> sack. Every day it gets harder and harder to do that. Mm. Okay, continuity when writing a spec script. Okay, continuity is the principle of making sure that all details in a film or TV show are consistent from shot to shot and from scene to scene. Mm -hmm. Okay? The maintenance of continuous action and self-consistent detail in the various scenes of a movie. Okay? Passage of time. Yeah. And it's that is difficult. what I'm dealing with right now with my fantastic screenplay, The Flip Side. I'll read the log line. There we go. Because yeah, it's here. An unlikely alliance of high school stoners and jocks joined forces in 1977 to hatch a zany scheme to stop their meddling principal's attempt to keep them from working at a popular burger joint. Great movie. Yes. Great screenplay. We were just reading some. I hope it. it's a movie. It will be a movie. I, it has to be. Because I do want to shove it in people's fucking faces <laughs> that I know. And people that I don't know. I'll shove it in everyone's face. Everybody. That's going to happen. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. And that idiot's wife. It's waiting for the fleet oh, to come yeah. into town. You know, shove it in her face. I'll shove something else in her face. All right. But that's Moving another story. On. Anyway, back to what were we talking about? It was the flip side. Yeah. <laughs> did I read the thing? Okay, yes. I did. Let me take a sip of water because I got a lot to say. Well, not really. I have nothing. We're 1657 in. Holy crap. It'll be that's an early, uh, an early departure today. Unless we pull out the old. Hi. And we could do that. Time filler. It is a great time filler. And people like it. Mm -hmm. Where were we? Oh, anyway, <laughs> the flip side. So not in all... <laughs> Take 20. Ugh. This is the last one of these fucking shows. <laughs> really? It's coming to an end. Oh. Not only is the flip side a time period piece, which needs extra attention to detail, mm -hmm. correct? But also the entire story is over a period of two months. So I need to be conscious of the timeline. And that's difficult. Very difficult to do. That's true. And we were just talking about that a moment ago. 
and they're key elements in the months. Right. There's holidays that you got to keep track of and all kinds of shit. Yes. I think most of my movies happen in a short time period. Yes. I mean, most movies, I think most do. Could we say that most movies do? Yeah. You know, I'm not really sure about that. Hit Escape, except Seven Years a Slave. Yeah, well. Hit Escape is uh, very short. Yeah, I think a lot of these are very short. Well, that's a day. day. (laughs) a day. I think that's the shortest. (laughs) It is. It's got to be. Now, you and I just watched a movie where a kid starts a job at a water park, and next thing you know, he's employee of the month. Yeah, there's no... No passage passage of time. You can't tell what's going on or when. No, it just hits you, and it made zero sense. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on now. And I think when you're working on a screenplay, you really have to keep that in mind because when I first wrote the flip side, mm-hmm. it was just boom, boom, boom. And then people read it and they're like, I'm lost. Yeah. I don't know where I am because wait, how many days has passed? And did he just meet this girl and now they're dating? Yeah. And how they're long hatching have they been the dating? Scheme. Yeah, it's what, just the what, whole thing. How much time do they have? So there's yeah. various ways you can do that. And I'm not a big fan of subtitles. You don't want to do the Twilight whatever no. part five? No. Or his October, no. November. <laughs> I just, I don't like that. No. I feel that if you have to use those, you're not a very good writer because you're, you're li- literally lazy. making people read what you want them to know yeah. instead of showing them, right? Exactly. Now, Show, don't tell. I should shut my fucking stinking mouth Uh-oh. because I do use them in a couple of movies, but it's just basically at the beginning to uh-huh, say to establish summer 1977. Right. So you're establishing when it is. But you're not doing that in every other scene. No, no, not at all. And I don't like a lot of movies will use them all the time. Like they'll change scene to scene and it's like, oh, oh yeah, Saturday. Oh. Eh, maybe it's a good thing. I don't uh, think so. I think it's a stupid thing. It's lazy. Yeah, me too. Lazy as shit. <sighs> but see, I am lazy as shit. So maybe <laughs> I should just write the whole movie like that. No. Anyway, the continuity is so important. And I'm finding that out more and more, especially with this one, the flip mm-hmm. side, because it is a short period of time, just a couple of months. Right. And it's important there's some key elements that come into play and you can get lost if you don't have something to show where you are at that time period. So here's something that happens and then the next scene, wait, you're wondering what the hell happened? You have to show it right on the screen. And that's what I did. Do I want to give away what I did? These no, I'm people, not going to do these it. These people won't care. Yeah, they will. They might. Everyone cares not. about everything I do. Or at least they should. But anyway, I don't think I'm going to give away anything. Okay. But the point is, is that that's what you have to do. You have to show the passage of time so it makes sense. Because that movie we were just talking about that you and I watched, this kid starts at this water park. Here's a job. Right. And then literally, <laughs> the next thing you know, He's there's, pic- of the month. there's pictures everywhere yes. of him being the employee it's of the like, month. I don't know. It's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I'm thinking when I see that? When did that happen? Because that's a key element. And it's a a vacation, a short summer vacation. So this and kid goes know. on a vacation with his family. Or is it short? I don't know. Is and, it a week or a yeah, I don't couple know. of months? 
but that's not the only thing in that movie. We're talking about the way, way back. Okay. You know, Steve Carell and Sam Rockwell. Yes. Tony Collette. But that movie didn't make any sense to me when it came to Passage of Time. It was kind I didn't of get all it. over the place. I didn't get it at all. But, what I liked about that is that I equated that to the flip side. Yes. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think that's a problem in that script that I wrote. And then someone was reading it and said, yeah, so where am I? So boom, tightened it up. And now, well, we just read it. I just read it to you. Yes. Before we did and we the went podcast. Through it and what do you think? Fixed all the time holes. And so now you don't feel lost. It flows. So even when I would read it, and believe me, I feel lost anyway <laughs> in life. <laughs> but when I was reading it before, I really, even me who wrote it, I'm like, what? Does this make sense? Where am I? <laughs> and I wrote it. Who am I? I lived it. Yeah. It's based on me. Basically. No one will make this movie. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Moron. no. So anyway, cut that out. I think it's important to really keep an open mind about what you're doing when you're writing screenplays and not just say, okay, I understand it. Right. Boom. And that's what happened with the flip side. In the beginning, I'm like, oh, I get this. There's a lot of uh, screenplays that are written that way. Yeah. And then I would read it again and again and again. I'm like... Even myself, what, 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 am, mm-hmm. what? So now tighten it up. I know you, I know that someone reading it would know where they are. Yeah. And it all makes sense it's because there's a timeline. Yeah. You got to shelve things or look at things at a different perspective. Yeah, I think so. And then, uh, tighten them up and then you're again. good to go. You're and gold. Again. You're gold. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh, Until the next time you got to tighten it up. And that's another thing. I'm talking to people out there in Hollyweird, and they just consistently say people don't go over their work anymore. No. They're done. They're Even like, big-time directors or, yeah. or screenwriters, they're just like, eh. I'm finished. Done. I'm done. I'm not tightening it up. I'm not going to go and rewrite anything. Bah, 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 bah. What it is is what it is, and I don't, I don't operate that way. That's not good. It's not a good way to tell a story. You know, a lot of times I'll say, eh, I'm going to go and delve into one of these screenplays. Mm-hmm. And uh, do I really want to? And it's kind of like a chore, but once I'm in it, I'm in it. Good. Like, wow, this is cool. I'm living in that world. You used to hate it. I know. <laughs> but now <laughs> like, I, I'm not changing the Now I like thing. it. You know why I like living in that world? Because it's not the world I'm living in. <laughs> That's what I like about it. Ridiculous. Fuck that shit. That's what I say all yeah. the time. Or Fuck. I say that. Or this. Fuck yeah. Well, no. Never say that. For fuck's sake. That. For fuck's sake. There's my pitch. For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. Make the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. Make the fucking movie. But then you're using the F word too many times. Yeah. And nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, Except when for you what's use, fuck with. When, when, when you use the F word too many times, it just gets watered down. You want that to be a special yeah. word. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Fuck with. Fuck with. Fuck with. Fuck with. Still, we haven't figured out what that is. Fuck with. On this uh, machine that says. For fuck's sake. All this stuff. Don't know. fucking believable. Oh, it's all women. Fuck with. I said, I don't know. Is fuck it? Fuck. And there's one. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Dude, no. maybe. Fuck that shit. There's, oh, there's another. Okay. <sighs> On that note. <laughs> that note. <laughs> did we talk about me swimming in my ball sweat? Yeah, yeah we, we all, did okay, that. Because well, it's summer. Then, then we're done. That's what mm-hmm. happened. I had to get that in. <laughs> I want to make sure <laughs> I got that in. All right, uh, go to makemydamnmovie.com if you'd like and see whatever is on there. I don't know. And send us a message about uh, ball sweat. Sure. Okay, bye. Bye. Fuck that shit. There.